The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome to everybody's favorite new show on the Red Pill Project, Morning Coffee with Andrea and Vince. My name is Vince Tagliavia, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host. Couldn't ask for anybody better, anybody to share this with other than Andrea Kreft herself. Andrea, good morning. Good morning. Happy Friday, everyone. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. It's Friday. We've got bunnies. We've got coffee. We've got news. We've got everything you could possibly want all crammed into one hour. One, maybe more. Probably yeah, more. about an hour. Uh, your audio is a little bit lower. Is it? I'll try to adjust and match here. Yeah. How's, is that better? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think we're good. Everybody, give us a 5-5 five five if you're okay with uh, how this is. Nadine, thank you for loving the background. We're going full patriotic, all right? We love America. We're here. Freedom Fridays. That's right, Randy. Uh, and I want to say happy birthday to Left Left Maryland. Happy, happy birthday. Happy Friday. Happy birthday. Double whammy. Heck yeah. Uh, I, love birthday. I love birthdays. Me too. I hope you have a great day. Like your one. own special day. Heck yeah. We're going to go over the news. We're going to go over the funnies. I named today's show Point and Laugh at Wonderland. <laughs> that's about all you can do with it, isn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because that's one way to spread the truth is to mock it. Mock the mock the silliness that we see in the world. Um, 
and uh, I'm going to stand by that till the day I die. Uh, yeah, we they say have... that laughter is the best medicine, so. Truly is. And after this week of just a lot of stress for many people, I think uh, Friday has not come quick enough. So it's thank God for that. We are here. It's Friday. It's a beautiful day to be alive. A beautiful, gloomy day here in the Pacific Northwest. I hope it's uh, beautiful where you guys are, too. Even if it's, it's not, not where I'm at. <laughs> it's gloomy here as well. I woke up this morning and I was like, where's the sun? <laughs> it's daylight, yeah. but it's not nice. It might peak out, you know? Yeah, we've got scattered storms like all weekend. I was like, go figure. It's Memorial Day weekend, right? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that reminds me. We should thank all of our service members out there, um, those still with us and those that are not. Um, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for the service to our country and everything that you've done to protect the freedoms that we have left. Um, we know that you're doing everything you can to fight against this tyranny, just like the rest of us are. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Andrea. Amen to that. So I guess let's just jump into it. I'm going to start with the finance, Andrea. And just so everybody knows, a little bit of a reminder. I know you mentioned it, but I just want to give them a reminder just in case they tuned in late or they're just shuffling in here. We, um, You may hear a little bit of passionate language this morning. Uh, we mean it uh, with love. All right. No hate. We love everybody. All this kind of stuff. A little disclaimer. Uh, of course, everybody knows that. But just saying, if there's any new listeners or anything. And also... Um, sprinkled throughout the news stories we have a lot of comedy mixed in with uh parody and jokes uh we'll point it out so if something sounds weird to you it's probably the babylon b and we'll let you know when it is um yep so even though it would be fun just to let people guess too <laughs> people guess that would be views. funny <laughs> but you know let's have fun it's friday let's jump it into is. it all right, let's do this. Get your coffee. We're going. Yes, let's get let's get the gloomy doom and gloom finance out of the way first, and then we can move on to better things. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, the markets are up today. What does that mean? Nothing much. We're probably going to see a big crash here coming up. Um, <laughs> right. Everything's up about one and a half percent, two and a half percent. The Nasdaq is up two point two four percent. I mean, uh, crude oil is at one hundred and thirteen dollars still. The pumps are still a nightmare. Make sure when you go and fill up gas to say who voted for this shit while you pump. <laughs> That's what I do, and always get people's reactions. You uh, know, I saw a funny thing. It was uh, I think I saw it on Facebook. It was a picture of a sign at a gas station they hung up on the pumps. You know, the ones, sometimes a lot of them will say, please don't place your Biden stickers here. This one said, this one said, please do not remove the Biden stickers. If you voted for him, then you should be happy to pay the price this year. And by removing the sticker, it is considered vandalism. <laughs> it's like, that's freaking awesome. <laughs> I love that. I need that in my life. Right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Uh, gold is hovering right around the 1,850 mark still and silver's at 22 bucks, just about bargains, by the way, diversify your investments, get gold and silver. Uh, as you know, one of our sponsors is get gold today, Kirk Elliott, get gold today.com. Check it out and get a free consultation. Get gold today.com. Uh, Bitcoin is at 28,863. It's creeping down. Will it hit 27,000? As Josh predicted, 
I think it might. It could even potentially go lower, depending, yeah. because I did see where there are countries out there who are doing stuff with cryptocurrency. And we've got all kinds of stuff. In fact, we've got a, an article on cryptocurrency this morning. Cool. So we could see a potentially a bigger crash because they want to force as many people out of it as they can so that yeah. they can buy it cheap. You know, why spend 28000 on Bitcoin when all of these big elites can buy it for fifteen? right? I mean, not that I'm saying it'll go that low. I certainly don't know. I'm not as school as Josh Nobody. is. Here's the secret. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. <laughs> little Biden whisper for you. Um, I saw a meme about Bitcoin yesterday. It made me laugh. Uh, it was making fun of new investors into Bitcoin. They're like, hey, I finally bought some Bitcoin. When do I sell? And they're like, that's the <laughs> thing. You don't. <laughs> you don't. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I was. I don't remember who I was talking to, but um, and maybe it was here on Morning Coffee. Yeah. I'm like the only time you lose in cryptocurrency is when the price was when you sell. It doesn't matter how much the price goes down. You're still going to hold or the up. same amount. Right. Or because up. You're still going to hold the same amount. Yeah. The potential is there. Just hold. Hold so sell, the line. Exactly. If you sell for less than you bought it for, you, then that's when you've lost money. But if you're holding and the price of the value has just gone down, you're still fine. You still hold the same amount. Yeah. For whatever it's worth. That is very true. Very true. Onward. Yep. Here's a nice little chart to remind us that the housing market is bound to collapse along with everything else, the stocks. Fed over-tightening has caused every recession since World War II, so why stop now? Here in red is the Fed Financial Stress Index and the Fed bailouts circled at the peaks. History repeats itself, or as Mad Hatter says, no it doesn't, but it certainly rhymes. Uh, we can therefore expect a crash. Um, thank you, Fed. Moving on. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, this is the one I was talking about. Would you like to take the lead on this one, or do you want me to? Sure. No, okay. I can't. Okay, okay. The centralized search engine hoping to rival Google launches on mainnet. A privacy-focused decentralized search engine has been launched on the public mainnet. What happened? Presearch, a community-driven blockchain, hopes to rival Alphabet Inc.'s Google with its newly launched search engine. In a world where one company controls 92% of the search engine market and the flow of information for billions of people, there's a clear need for decentralized Web3 alternative. I will say this. Anybody who is in Josh's crypto mastermind already knows about this, um, said pre-research founder Colin Pape in a press release shared with Benzinga. The platform has 3.8 million registered users and 150 million monthly searches. The search engine runs on 65,000 nodes distributed across, distributed across the computers of its community members. Essentially, these nodes are the providers of the decentralized computing resources required to power the network. They privately anonymize queries and return results for incoming searches. The node operators will be re rewarded with blockchain's native cryptocurrency token, PRE, for each successfully processed query, similar to how Bitcoin miners earn block rewards when processing financial transactions. Since today's shift from testnet to mainnet is particularly significant because the blockchain will be capable of processing over 5 million daily private searches with the ability to scale to hundreds of millions. 
With Google and search and other search engines, search algorithms are hidden and controlled by a few powerful people. Decentralization flips the script, allowing for the information we have access to be open and community driven. Our mainnet launch established a way for blockchain protocols to continue serving a larger purpose for users worldwide. So this is a really good example of investing in a technology. So this is literally Internet 3.0, where information can flow freely and isn't censored. This isn't, and you do have to pay, you know, a monthly subscription, but it kind of goes in line with the um, membership-based services like Costco and Sam's Club okay. and some of the stuff that um, sure. different uh, places are doing, right? So make it member, member-driven and yep. take our money out of the corrupt woke companies that we seem to have that are promoting this one world government yeah crypto is so dynamic it's really interesting to see all the ways that people are looking to integrate it into society and utilize it for novel new technologies and concepts uh it's not just a number it's not just a currency a lot of times right. it's tied into a larger scale project and right. service or uh, concept. So check them right. out. And it's it, it's unbelievable what uh, what we're doing in that realm of things. And yeah. it's uh, a little and bit intimidating. Have, it is. And uh, that's where the crypto mastermind is fantastic. So, you know, Josh puts on his crypto mastermind. He has classes every Sunday and then a Q&A on Thursdays. Um, so he's really, he's got a really good understanding of how crypto works and what crypto is and can explain it really well. So, you know, if you are looking to learn more, I definitely recommend signing up for the crypto class. It's, um, we'll give you an understanding of what you're dealing with. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to get, get involved with that, just get a hold of Andrea and Josh or even myself, and we could point you in the right direction. Yeah, get you right in there. Uh, moving onward, forward, into the future. Mm-hmm. The R, um, the Riri in chief. <laughs> Remember, I'm your commander in chief. Oh, excuse me. Remember, I'm your commander in chief. <laughs> so don't. Gosh, so Biden's out there whispering, I'm your commander in chief again. What a creep. Yeah, right? He's going to whisper it because it's a secret. Nobody knows that he's actually the president. Oh, wait, because he's not. He stole the damn election. I stole the election. He should have just been right. Like, that's a, you do that pretty good. Yeah, right. Well, we should cut that in. We should just take the whispering and cut that in. (laughs) That would be hilarious. (laughs) And then everyone laughs. Have you seen 2000 Mules and everyone that's listening laughs? Everyone laughs. We could make that happen. Right. We could. That'd be pretty easy. All right. Let's see here. I think we've got some funny sprinkled in here. We do. That was just sad and creepy. Right? It really kind of is. Uh, Secret Service keeps leaking audio of Joe Biden 
service team. The Eagle has had a long day and will not be. Sorry, what'd you say? Can you share your sound? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Secret Service team, the Eagle has had a long day and will not be taking questions at the end of his speech. Please be prepared to escort him off stage as soon as the what in the actual freedom? Did the Eagle just try to shake hands with a ghost? All units, we have a code silver. The Eagle is talking to invisible people and we need a small child or a pretty lady with nice smelling hair to get him off stage now. Secret Service team, it appears the Eagle finally remembered where he is and is making his way off stage. Someone go ahead and get him an ice cream cone. Secret Service team, the Eagle... <laughs> these people who are making these memes are just too fucking uh, funny right oh it's great because you know that that's probably pretty close to the truth <laughs> oh, I, I mean it's I could, gotta be <laughs> if I could just be a fly on the wall right can you imagine uh, them talking their conversations with each other <laughs> what that must look like I doubt they talk to him let's be honest well, no, I'm talking about their conversations with oh. each other. Oh, like behind his back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear that. No, nobody talks to Biden. They're probably <laughs> like, no, you drew this short straw. You're changing his diaper this time. <laughs> yeah, so um, all the snowflakes probably left by now. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Check this out. This is awesome. Andrew, have you seen this? I haven't. Oh, my gosh. You're in for a real treat. Here we go. All right. If you've been offended, your feelings must be defended. The freedom of expression is a microaggression. Here comes Angela Freddy. He's always ready to fight fascism with fascism. Starbucks windows don't stand a chance. Ethic enhancer. He's a systematic racism finder. Oh my god. <laughs> You're muted. I can't hear you. The audio is really poor on that, but there are subtitles. It's uh, Social Justice Warrior yeah. parody uh, cartoon. Dear god. If I ever caught my son watching something like this, I would take him <laughs> in and I, I would I would soap his mouth out until bubbles came out of his ears. <laughs> and be power. like, Mom is washing your brain again. I like the dude, he's like, with the power to see racism and everything. Oh, jeez Louise. <laughs> Can you imagine if we had cartoons like this when we were kids? <laughs> no. Jesus. We had, you know, <laughs> This isn't a real cartoon, it's a parody of. But yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, can yeah. you imagine? I wouldn't. This wouldn't surprise some liberals out there watching this. Well, this is a great idea. <laughs> we should totally create this. Oh. And their triggered friends are like, yeah, we should. <laughs> you know, that's what's happening. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we giving them ideas? This is terrible. <laughs> so, so justice for you. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Can't. Right. If we don't laugh about it, we're gonna cry. I'm just saying. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we're in it. We're in this. And uh, 
Andrea, you want to take this away? (laughs) Sure. It says women are eagerly buying stocks now that there's a big sale. This is a parody from the Babylon Bee. Cherry Hill, New Jersey. According to data analysts on Wall Street, as timid beta males are selling off their stock portfolios in a panic over the tanking economy, women are coming out of the woodwork to snap up the cheap stock now that everything is on sale. Hey, Janie, did you see the price of Target stock? Asked Sissy Mixon excitedly to her friend over the phone. It's on sale for like 25% off. (laughs) I love Target. Missy quickly hit buy on two shares of TGT at 304.92, so she could save even more money. Now that I own a piece of Target, every time I go shopping there, I'm basically paying myself, Missy explained (laughs) to reporters. According to sources on Wall Street, market recoveries are driven almost entirely by savvy housewives looking to snap up a bargain. I don't really know what Riot blockchain is, but it's like 300% off. Whatever it is, I'm buying it, Missy insisted. Missy's husband, Sam, tried to explain to her, as he always does, that buying things on sales doesn't constitute saving money. She doesn't seem to get it, he said. At publishing time, Sam threw another $1,000 into Dogecoin, as he knows it will hit $1 eventually. So I thought that was great. <laughs> that is I'm awesome. Paying myself. <laughs> that's so great. Maybe uh, that's what I've been doing wrong all this time. I'm just not a very savvy housewife. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is uh, hilarious. Okay, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what's happening here in the U.S. Uh, some more funnies, some world news, some funnies, you know, sprinkled in there. So stick around y'all we're just getting started here and we're ending really on a a really hilarious note so make sure you stay here tuned in for that um also if you guys want any comments here to not get overlooked you can uh donate your lemons and things and we will see your comments and read them live on air here and that helps support decentralized news and media we appreciate everything you guys do for the red pill project uh including just tuning in and hitting those plus buttons and uh thumbs up and whatnot on rumble and facebook and everywhere else so thank you all agreed um let's go biden Biden's Department of Homeland Security announces it will not conduct immigration enforcement in Uvalde, Texas at this time after mass shooting. What the, what the hell? Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Because America last and illegal immigrants first. That's the policy of the United States. Under Biden. Um, because, under Biden. Um, because they don't want to ostracize anybody regardless of their immigration status. Yeah. I mean, if it was white people immigrating, they would probably be like opening fire. Right. Well, if it was, you know, I don't know if there was like an influx of Americans to Uvalde, Texas, all of a sudden, I bet they'd be looking everywhere. So yeah, they don't, they don't want to enforce anything down there in Texas. And I don't know where Uvalde is at in relation to the border. But, um, of course, we know that they're coming in in droves and then just working their way north, right? Because Yeah, the last yeah. thing you want to do, though, is uh, target criminals, rapists, right. drug dealers, exactly. and murderers. Well, yeah, because you can't... Drug you can't smugglers, gun smugglers. False flags without them. <clears throat> so, yeah. Joe Biden promoting terrorism since 19... Insert date here. Right. 
Well, he's been in politics for well over 40 years. I know um, since before I was born. What a worthless, worthless man. Yes. You know, I am not pro-abortion, but he's one person that I would have been okay with if his mother had made that decision. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we got the Thomas More Society files lawsuits against election officials in Wisconsin's five largest cities over illegal use of ballot drop boxes. I love seeing stuff like this. <clears throat> says independent investigations in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania this year revealed that 7% of the ballot drop ballots dropped into drop boxes in the 2020 election were illegally harvested. The Gateway Pundit, 100% fed up, and MC4EL recently released numerous clips of ballot traffickers in Detroit, Michigan in 2020, illegally stuffing the ballot boxes several times with numerous ballots. We're releasing new video on Friday of Detroit ballot traffickers from the 2020 election. And of course... To the vote, Catherine Engelbrecht, Greg Phillips, and Dinesh D'Souza recently released 2000 Mules, which reveals how Democrats stole the 2020 election with fraudulent ballots jammed into drop boxes. So basically, the attorney generals have decided not to do anything. We know that there's a lot of corruption and stuff. We've kind of covered some of this. And so, yeah, more lawsuits. Citizens, Perfect. citizens are actually filing lawsuits. And so, um, you know, this is fantastic. And it may be a way for them to force the issue. So Hell yeah. have to watch and see what comes of this. But um, this is kind of a, a small win. Absolutely. We need more of it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Back to pointing and laughing. Is yes. today your wedding anniversary? Know the signs. Hey, men. Did you know women expect you to know your own wedding anniversary and plan something special? Oh, no. Could today be that day? Know the signs that today is your wedding anniversary. Number one, your wife says something cryptic like, I got you a present, but it's not Christmas or your birthday. Something's up here. Number two, it feels like it's been quite a while since the last one, but could it have been a year? Need more data for analysis. <laughs> Number three, your wife is loudly sighing at twice her normal rate. She probably just annoyed about the kids, right? It's no big deal. Go back to your video game. Number four, you read this headline and thought, oh crap, deep down, you already know the answer. Five, your wife stormed off when you said good morning and nothing else. Was it something you said? Oh no, it's your anniversary. Number six, the calendar in your kitchen has a date circled with a little heart for some reason. Could it be Valentine's Day too? It's number seven, the date engraved on the inside of your wedding ring happens to be today's date. Quick, look at your wedding ring. If you have noticed any of these signs, get out the checkbook. You have some jewelry to buy, pal. Note to women, if you forgot your wedding anniversary, don't worry. Your husband will be relieved. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, gosh. So they're not, yeah. just, they're not just attacking women with their stock buying skills. Right? <laughs> They're attacking men as well. I'm going to be sexist. I don't want to hear this bull crap. I'm going to go tune into... You know, here here's a funny thing. You can, you can test it out. You yeah. could ask my husband what our wedding anniversary is, and for sure he will give you the wrong date. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you. I'm like... So when we, <laughs> we have our little our marriage certificate, right? Yes. And I was like, oh, where do I hang this up? And I was like, oh, I have an idea. So I hung it up on my husband's side of the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so when he gets out of bed, it's with our wedding With our wedding pictures above it. I'm like, just in case you forget, right there on the wall, on your side of the room, 
<laughs> well, you can see it every day. That's funny. Not that he looks at it, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He'll notice it one day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Big Mamu, for donating ice cream. Thank you, Thank you. Uh, Air Force Vet, for donating <laughs> ice cream as well. Three ice cream. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. You guys rock. Good morning. I hope it's uh, going well for you. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, for Have, sure. Enjoy your weekends. All right. I plan on enjoying my weekend this weekend. I'm oh, going to do too. nothing. It's supposed to rain and be kind of nasty. So I'm like, oh, well, perfect TV watching weather. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I'm trying to figure out how we can watch movies together right now on the social red pill. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah, I tried out one thing yesterday. It didn't work out, but I'm going to keep trying. So we'll like, stay tuned for more on that. Nice. Get movie night back. Exciting things happening on Red Pill all the time. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so we've got World Economic Forum Press Freedom Panel calls for algorithmic suppression of hate speech. They call this a press freedom panel. Really, that's what it does. It gives the press freedom and takes away yours. It says rumors, falsehoods, division, and hate hate speech should be suppressed by social media algorithms, according to a Freedom of the Press panel at the World Economic Forum in Davos on Thursday. The WEF panel, which was held in collaboration with Time Magazine, featured the head of Soros-backed Human Rights Watch, Kenneth Roth, who argued that social media should not focus on banning or overt censorship, but rather on algorithmic manipulation in order to promote content from a, a subset of society journalists to convey information as carefully as possible to the public. So what they're trying to do is trick you into believing their propaganda, basically. <clears throat> the algorithms are written to promote engagement because engagement is profitable. Engagement is more eyeballs. And what is engaging? The provocative rumors, falsehoods, hate speech, divisiveness. I don't focus so much on what should be taken down, the overt censorship, but rather what is being promoted. If algorithms are promoting information... Oh. <clears throat> that is, in essence, is false or divisive because it is profitable, there I think there is accountability that is quite warranted for these companies. So they just go on with more of this totalitarian stuff. And um, they. <laughs> this was another thing in here. It says, while the left-wing Human Rights Watch chief admitted that newsroom editors are not perfect, pointing the editors at Fox News who somehow are letting Tucker Carlson to talk about the replacement theory, Roth argued that the fact-checking features of the mainstream media was essential for democracy to function. Social media has become a way for autocrats and others to evade journalistic accountability. It used to be that to get information out, you would need to pass through an editor. Social media, great as it is for allowing anyone to speak, great as it is for hidden corners of the world to be magnified, it has the downside of letting powerful institutions or governments speak directly to the people and evade efforts to present information responsibly. No, what they're saying is that they have no way of censoring us. So yeah, they're not going to stop trying. They're going to promote the. They're going to promote everything that supports their ideas, and everything else will be lost in the noise. That's their plan. Censorship is a racket. And it's, yeah. they absolutely need it because people are waking up, people are talking, people are using their critical thinking skills yeah, and seeing the bullshit. Exactly. There's a spread of information that they can't stop from flowing that um, 
they need. I like stop. how they're like, it's divisive though, Andrea. Well, it's divisive because you're fucking everyone over. No shit, it's divisive. We're going to talk about it, and you're not going to stop it. Exactly. Well, you know, their whole their whole basis, their premise is based on conquer and divide, right? Oh, yeah. The one thing that they fear the most is us uniting together and coming together and saying, hey, look, I don't hate you. You don't hate me. Let's talk about these issues. Let's see what middle ground we can find here. Yeah. How could we all right. live decent lives? Yeah. That's what they want to stop the spread of. In stunning shift, WAPO admits catastrophic conditions, collapsing morale of Ukraine frontline forces. Quote, Ukrainian leaders project an image of military invulnerability against Russia. Where outgunned, volunteers describe being abandoned by their military brass and facing certain death at the front. The report then pivots to the reality of an under-trained, under, under poorly commanded, and equipped ragtag force of mostly volunteers in the East. So, these are the rumors coming out. Look, I don't know what's happening. I don't think anybody really does. We could just listen to what is being said by both sides. Listen the to both interesting sides part about this is that the Washington Post, which is a fairly liberal um, organization, is the one that put this article out. Very interesting. And so the it's going mainstream now in the fact that they've been promoting all this propaganda of Russia's losing, the Ukraine yeah. is winning, and blah, blah, blah. And now you've got the Washington Post coming out and saying, well, actually, Ukraine's kind of getting their ass handed to them. They are. And that's my understanding. Um, what I was saying was we really need to look at both sides of the story. A lot of people, oh, yeah. when I say, you know, Russia, Russia said blah, 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 they automatically think, oh, my gosh, Russian sympathizer, you're Russian, you're a Russian supporter, Putin puppet, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, I'm, you know, the Russians are just as guilty of spreading misinformation as the West, as us yeah. and our media, if not more or less, who knows, right? But right. we listen to our media, what they have to say. We look at all the facts. We listen to their media, what they have to say, look at all the facts, and we come to our best conclusion that way. Um, I think there's bullshit everywhere and really it's hard to see what's going on. But if I had to go with my hunch, Ukraine's fucked and there's no good way out of this. Nope. And well, and here's the funny thing is that they, um, the one thing that I found interesting is there was a story that we did a couple of days ago that said that the Ukraine was going to start seizing the assets of citizens, of their own citizens that they considered Russian sympathizers. There wouldn't be any need to do that if there was a small number of Ukrainians who were supportive of Russia. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, no, in no time in history has an area the size of the area that Russia is currently holding down in Ukraine. You can't hold that down if you don't have support of the public. Without doing like a full lockdown, military at every block. These people support Russia. That is how Russia is just taking swaths of land. Yeah. Well, and it's because the Ukrainian people know that the corruption is thick there. 
they I think yeah. they know exactly what's going on. I think they've had their stuff um hijacked just like we have, and I think they know it. Many of them so. probably do. Mm -hmm. Uh moving on. Ooh, it looks like we got Fluff420 just donated one diamond. He says, happy Friday, Vincent Andrea. Thank you. Thank you, Fluff. Happy Friday. Hope you're doing well, happy well, man. Happy Friday to you, too. Ukrainian officials claim the U.S. is drawing up plans to sink Russia's Black Sea fleet. This is really interesting. World War III could begin in the Black Sea. There are already reports of mines being set there. Of course, everyone's pointing their fingers. Russia did it. No, Ukraine did it. No, they did it. They did it. They did it. Whatever. Who cares? It's dangerous. It's terrible. Yeah. And now they're talking about sending. Um, the scary part is, is the fact that Ukraine is saying this. Well, there's, it's not Russia. Like, it says Ukraine. I know. Claim. They're talking about sending a fleet, a naval fleet into the Black Sea in order to prevent Russia from closing off Ukraine to the Black Sea. This is already like a, this is this sounds like a terrible idea. You're going to go in now with the Navy, with ships, right. a naval blockade, and try to do this? This is not going to be good. And the I think Russia is going to try to cut Ukraine off completely. And um, there, this is not good. No. So first, you know, at first the Pentagon wouldn't answer the question of whether this was happening. They were like, well, we can't rule it out. And then they they flat out come out. And say, I can tell you definitively that that's not true. Okay, well, anytime that our government says definitively not true, <laughs> you can just about bet that the opposite is actually true. So it's um, it's scary. alarming. It's very alarming. Um, and along with that, it says earlier this week, NATO announced that it would not be sending allied warships into the Black Sea, which appears to be a de-escalation for now, but providing anti-ship missiles to Ukraine still appears to be on the table. So what this right. tells me is that the the Pentagon is planning on doing this, and basically mm -hmm. there, no ally is going to back us up. If this didn't make, you know, if you didn't believe that we were in a proxy war with Russia at this point, you, you can't really deny it now. Oh, yeah. Being that the, the U.S. is the only one out there that's pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing for a uh, war. And these other countries are like... They're starting to back off a little bit. Yeah, they're like, well, you know, maybe... Because they're the ones who... They're going to suffer the most from it right off the bat. But yeah. at the end of the day, the whole world is going to suffer. A problem in Ukraine is a problem everywhere. The grain problem really is a problem. It's It'll affect us eventually. Um all of this is a problem, and they're, it's just a, it's a shit show. Yeah. But we have more on this. Yeah. Never going to happen. Ukraine blasts trading land for peace. Ukrainian officials angrily rebuff suggestions that Kiev should cede territory to Russia in an effort to secure a peace deal. They won't do it. Yeah, they're not even willing. Because you know what I think? I think they know that they've got Joe Biden by the balls. And that we're just going to keep sending them money every time they demand it. 
I think that, yeah, the U.S. is acting in duress because they're also corrupt and involved in crimes against humanity. Mm -hmm. That's just my opinion. I could be totally wrong. They're probably complicit in crimes, and they—they're, yeah, they have them by the, the whole balls. Whole world is run on blackmail. The whole world is run on blackmail. You can't tell me that Zelensky doesn't have blackmail on Biden. And the thing about it is, is what does he have to lose at this point? You know, you get yourself in a really dangerous situation when your adversary or whoever, when they have nothing to lose. Oh, they're all shit. in. They're all in. Because he's he's screwed no matter what direction he turns. If he doesn't move forward with this, oh. he's screwed. If he does, he's screwed. And oh, I think shit. he knows that. Actually, I have to make a correction to what we said. Um, Lightspear, thank you for pointing that out. Um, they have Biden by the pussy, not the balls. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> as long as Donald Trump didn't grab him by the pussy, I'm fine with it. I mean, that's one pussy I wouldn't want Donald Trump to grab. <laughs> oh my God. This is a really uh, interesting thing. Uh, we got real, actual, real images of the real ghost of Kiev. Breaking yeah. news. <laughs> I love it. It's it's um for those who we are should just... start calling him Little Rocket Man. <laughs> for, those, for those just <laughs> listening, it's uh the Ghost of Kiev was the fake fighter, uh jet fighter in pilot jet pilot. Oh my gosh, I'm retarded. Fighter pilot. <laughs> yeah, fighter pilot in Ukraine that was made up propaganda, and this is a picture of the real Ghost of Kiev. It's a meme by Edward Russell, and it's uh. <laughs> a picture Zelensky sitting in a barrel with a prop, a wooden prop glued to the front of it. It's painted <laughs> blue and yellow, so it's a little, you know, prop plate. <laughs> it's really hilarious. <laughs> Zelensky, he is like a little kid, right? I know he's ridiculous. I just, yeah. And and then we have Putin can't dictate peace and war. He won't win. Schultz. Russian President Vladimir, I'm sorry, I've got allergies. <clears throat> Russian President Vladimir Putin will not be allowed to dictate peace in a war that he will not win in Ukraine, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz said Thursday. <laughs> Putin has already failed at all his strategic aims, the German leader told the World Economic Forum in Davos. Wow, really? Russia's plan to capture all of Ukraine is further away today than it was at the beginning of its invasion on February 24th as Ukraine put up an, impress an impressive defense. Putin underestimated the resolve and strength of allies in countering his aggression in Ukraine, said Schultz, noting that Moscow has also now pushed Finland and Sweden to join the NATO Defense Alliance. Our goal is crystal clear. Putin must not win this war, and I am convinced that he will not win it, said the German Chancellor. Schultz, who has spoken several times with the Russian leader on the phone since Moscow's evasion, said Putin will only seriously negotiate peace when he realizes that he cannot break Ukraine's defenses. This is nothing more than a massive propaganda campaign. <laughs> and everybody at the World Economic Forum knows that this is bullshit. They're scared shitless, I tell you what. They're, yeah, they have to be. The United Nations is scared shitless. All these countries, the world is watching this and saying we are in a predicament that is not going to end well. 
No matter what, this is going to end shittily. How shitty is the question? Yeah. I honestly, though, you know, I don't know that I would say that I agree that they're going to use nukes. Because I think that they have other means of incapacitating each other. There's other countries right now in turmoil. Pakistan. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Next to India. Um, Not that I don't think bombs could be used. I just don't think that it's going to be nuclear. And the reason I say that is because I think that there's no benefit to humanity to do that. But if there's no benefit to these elites, but if if they're, but if they're damned either way, why wouldn't they just like Hillary will bring you down with me? But, But they're right. But they've, by doing that, they're harming themselves in the process. I mean, granted, I understand that they have bunkers and they have, you know, 20 years worth of food. If they're screwed anyway, no matter what they do, they're not going to make it. What prevents somebody from not just doing that? But I don't, I think that's a foregone conclusion. You know, we're making an assumption that they, you know, are definitely going to lose. I think we're, what we're seeing is a battle that has yet to be determined. And this is just my opinion. Yeah. I, I think, think we're still seeing the back and forth of that battle. And mm-hmm. the winner has yet to be determined on it. I and think, I think, and I, I say that with the knowledge that nobody's made any real big move yet. It's all still small moves. And so I think that they're playing a muscle game, basically. It's like playing the, where you do the arm wrestling contest. Yeah. Well, and right now you're in that back and forth. Nobody's won. And I don't think it's been determined. No. Russia, though, <laughs> is basically fortifying its position in Ukraine right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And holding it successfully. Yep. And they're talking about the next phase, which is a little bit of expansion into other areas. Um, yep. They also gave Belarus nuclear missiles. Right. I'm not and, saying. I think, <clears throat> well, hold on, hold on. There's more. I'm just saying the potential's there. You could be very oh, right, yeah. but yeah, there's definitely. also the potential's there. So what what's going to happen when they do an offensive against Russia and start pushing Russia, try to push Russia back? Russia's fortified. Like, dude, Russia's not backing down. No, they're not. You think Russia's just going to be like, okay, retreat, retreat? No, no, no that's not what I'm saying. That's I'm not, not I'm saying, saying you. I'm saying people in general. Yeah. Not you. Oh, yeah, I said yeah. you, but I don't really mean you. I'm just saying. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Like when, yeah, Russia's not going to just retreat they're not and gonna say, sorry, my but bad. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to use but, nuke, though. No, but also, they gave nuclear-capable technology to Belarus. That heightens the risk of a nuclear war. It does. Pakistan has nukes and is entering a civil war right now because the, they yep. the people think the West cooed their election. Yep. I'm not saying North the Korea, potential isn't there. It's massive. I think but it's closer you, to nuclear war than we've ever been. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that 100%. What my point was is it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen. No, I hope not. It's not, a, it's not a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. Definitely. Is what I would say. You're right. The, the, the potential is 100% there. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't mean that somebody doesn't just say, fuck it and strike something off i mean yeah anything could happen we don't know and that's why we gotta you know we prepare right you prepare for the worst and hope for the best um this the action happening in the water is probably the biggest thing we're gonna see happening next 
hopefully yeah. not because that that's going to be a big one mm-hmm. yeah it's um it's scary everything that's going on right now totally. um and you know the best thing that you can do to prepare is learn as much as you can learn right. how to use the resources that nature provides you because you don't have to spend a lot of money to be prepared if you know what plants are edible and you know how to make a natural filtration system you know and build a shelter um and hunt for food you know those are things that worst case scenario you would at least survive right you wouldn't live a comfortable life by any means but you'd survive you know educating yourself on um your area and what is available for resources in your area is probably one of the most one of the best things that you can do to prepare for any kind of an emergency regardless of what it is i couldn't agree more yep um russia china veto u.n security council vote on north korea sanctions i think this just goes to show that um josh is right with russia and china being rogue and you know they're kind of taking north korea under their wing totally proverbial mother hen i guess it's kind of what it looks like rocket man (laughs) very interesting development there Mm -hmm. iran urges biden to ditch Trump's strategy for nuclear deal oh wow imagine that i'm just gonna keep moving forward yeah do it Ooh, amid safety concerns (laughs) chappelle to begin doing stand-up in full medieval armor surrounded by an alligator moat (laughs) We all heard about the the attack on Dave Chappelle. Yeah. U.S. By, with, oh, by, a, by a liberal snowflake with a knife gun. Right. <laughs> so with comedians increasingly under violent attack from hordes of deranged quinder, genderqueer communists wielding knives disguised as guns, Dave Chappelle has been forced to start performing his stand-up sets in a full suit of medieval armor and surrounded by a moat filled with crocodiles. Hello. I'm Dave Chappelle, said the famous comedian as he shuffled onto the stage slowly. Please, y'all, be patient. This armor is a little heavy. Chappelle then opened a high school biology textbook and began to read basic facts about human biology to the (laughs) boring crowd. (laughs) Boo! Said a group group of transgender, polyqueer, demi-boy Satanists in the balcony. Heretic! Transphobe! Burn him! Burn the knave! The group then began shooting arrows at Chappelle in an attempt to end his transphobic set by killing him. Luckily, the suit of armor was enough to keep the comedian alive long enough to finish his set. Three other angry activists who tried to rush the stage were eaten by a swarm of angry alligators. According to sources within the industry, Chappelle isn't the only one who needs to protect himself. We've had to beef up security measures for all comedians now that speech is considered violence said Bugs McChuckle, owners of the comedy store in Hollywood. (laughs) Anyone who delivers stand-up in our club will be issued a full set of armor and will be given a moat filled with their choice of alligators, sharks, or Gary Busey. Sources also (laughs) confirmed that stand-up comedy has surpassed Alaskan crab fishing as the world's most dangerous job. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Think twice about getting into comedy. I should have, you know, I always told everybody that I should have been a stand-up comedian. You still can. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I, I'm pretty funny. You are pretty damn funny. I wish I uh, <laughs> was a comedian. I know, uh, right? I was. I I can't imagine a life that's better than that. Like standing up on people, 
say whatever the hell I want because I don't have a filter anyway. <laughs> and just letting it all flow <laughs> and getting paid to do that. Mm-hmm. Sign me up. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's a lot of work, man, but it's such yeah, a cool career. Is. All I'd have to do is just talk about my life because really yeah. that's the funniest part about any of it. Yeah, the true story. I've got some I, I've got some stories about my mother that would that would get me lots of money. And she's, <laughs> and she's probably like, Don't you dare say anything. Oh, <laughs> uh, we love her. Yep, I love you, Mom. I have some I have some too, but I don't think my mom's listening this morning. Oh, my mom listens every um, morning. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> So the Biden administration warns Americans another pandemic is coming around the midterm election. Oh, really? Oh, you don't say. That. Surprise. Yeah, you guys get ready. Stay healthy. Okay. Yeah, they want more COVID funding. Study finds 100% of kids suffer from severe dehydration as soon as it's time for bed. I could relate to this. Uh, Claremont. <laughs> Claremont. <laughs> Claremont, California, of course. Claremont, California. Oh, my God. I lived there uh, for like a year. A groundbreaking new study from research at Harvard Mudd College has uncovered a definitive link between small children and dehydration. Bedtime. Professors with the biology and chemistry departments worked with a team of postgraduate students to monitor the hydration levels and fluid intake of children's 2 to 10 over a period of six months. Professor Arthur Curry, a leading biologist with with the, the college, said in a statement, It's long been a mystery why children crave more water in the evenings than during the day. Toddlers and preteens can run around for hours without a drink of water on a hot summer day, but as night approaches, they appear to require numerous pints of water to survive. It's a strange phenomenon, and we feel confident that we finally cracked the code. In 100% of all cases, children were not thirsty at all. They just didn't want to go to bed and would find any excuse to get out of it. According to the paper published in Scientific American, Dr. Curry purports that children have developed a number of strategies to avoid bedtime, but that a need for water is the most prevalent. Uh, younger children have a variety of excuses in their repertoire. As they grow older, their pre-bedtime needs are gradually whittled down until they're only asking for water, presumably because it's an excuse parents fall for more often. <laughs> the reaction of parents to the new finding has been mostly negative. Well, duh, many have said. <laughs> yeah, you know what? This is true. I can attest to this fact. Every, every single nights i'm like okay Aaron, it's time for bed i'm like you need to go get ready for bed so he does and then he's like i need hugs and so then we give him hugs and then he goes to bed and then five minutes later i'm like what are you doing out of bed we need a drink of water i'm like get your drink of water and go to bed and then 10 minutes after that i'm like because he's not allowed to have water in his bedroom because mm-hmm. he spills it because he's a boy i'm like what are you doing out of bed well, I'm, I'm still thirsty. I need a drink of water. Can I have a hug? I'm like, yes, get your drink of water and your hug and go to bed. And then so he does. And then 10 minutes after that, I'm like, why are you up? I have to pee. I have to, I have pee, to pee. Yeah. Like, well, if you had to drink all the water, you wouldn't be having to pee now. <laughs> Fantastic. Can I have a hug? That's so funny. Oh, Look my God. Um, this is the weirdest hostage video I've ever seen. 
but I hope they get released soon. Noble human should have to suffer like this. Oh, yeah, I saw this. It was confusing at first, but then I figured it out. <laughs> this is... A very... It's a Mike Bloomberg dance-off. Oh, like, God. It's like a studio audience dancing. It looks like all those people look like they're drugged. Drugged. Do they not? NPCs. Drones. NPCs. Jinx. Dude. I, this is like some weird Hollywood shit where they have studio, uh, studio audiences. They're all dancing for Bloomberg in a really shitty way to really crappy music. It's just so cringe. It's creepy. Yeah, it, it's very cringe. But they all, they do, they all, none of them look like they know what the F they're doing. They all look like they're on something. They look like zombies. The CDC warned us of this zombie apocalypse (laughs) and it is here. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) And this is, oh, this is about the truth. Killing babies is a woman's choice. Oh, switching out the chip of Roe versus Wade for gun control. Click. Stop killing our babies. (laughs) This is the logic of the left. Yeah, totally. This meme really does. <laughs> it's perfect. <sighs> Goodness gracious. It's like, I, you know, I saw something really disturbing Uh-oh. about, um, and it was, it was a meme and it said something along the lines of, I bet you'd be okay with an abortion if it was done with a gun. And I'm like, no. I've, I've seen a lot of really gross. Yeah. Stuff. I just thought it was, I'm like, really, this is really disturbing. I'm like, you can't even compare the two yeah it's straw man arguments is what they're called and it's bullshit stuff people do when they are losing an argument in order to it's a last ditch effort to confuse and mislead people into believing their side right yeah um elon musk has been talking about people about the population decreasing Mm -hmm. people need to have more babies we need to be healthier. We need to take care of our reproductive systems, men and women. And we need to have more babies in order to prosper and grow and eventually uh, prosper and grow on planets outside of Earth, other than Earth. You hear that, Tom? I know you're listening. So <laughs> We need more babies. We need more babies. Give me so, a baby. I found Give me the- a ba- Let me buy a couple more. I don't think you've seen this video. Okay. It's funny as shit. Uh, there's a language warning. I mean, if you made it this far, I'm pretty sure you're fine with it by now. But <laughs> We're not snowflake here. <laughs> We're all adults. <laughs> but check this out. Um, it's hilarious, but also it's very true. Uh, so you guys en- enjoy this. This is... Um, this is, let me see, this is a speech by Brennan Dilly of The Dilly Show, who's a comedian, and um, Lauren Eve and C3P Meme went ahead and made a video to put over his audio. It's a little bit loud. You may have to brace yourself because it may be louder than my voice, but here we go. Oh, can you hear Andrea? Yes. Thank you.
The USA birth rate has been below minimum, uh, minimum sustainable levels for 50 years. You guys got to start fucking more without pulling out. Okay? You got to have... You need more children. You got to start leaving it in. Okay? And then raising kids. If you've got children that are grown, they also need to start fucking. And being a little more irresponsible. Because you went too far with the responsible thing. Your pull-out game was way too strong. Or some of you little pussies weren't getting laid enough. Either way, make babies. If you're young, make them now. You have them fucking young, and you will thank me the rest of your lives. Even with all the struggle, they'll compel you to do more things. They'll challenge you to grow up uh, and be more mature. They will compel you to get more creative with your problem solving. So you got to find yourself good quality MAGA men and women and enjoy yourselves when you're young with it. It's fun. Then you get to be the cool young parents and not the crusty ones. I'm just telling you, it'll be good for you. All right. It'll be good for you. It'll work out better. All right. You will be happier if you do it. Just do it this way. It'll turn out good. And uh, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do, all right? All right. That is that. That was awesome. That's funny. I love that. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> you know, right. I gotta say, I love Fridays. They're my favorite day of the week. We get to go over all this fun stuff. <laughs> Certainly, <laughs> yeah, I love Fridays too. What a day! Uh, we have a lot of Friday ahead of us too. Um, we do. Yeah, Josh is out there uh, doing his first show of the day, uh, the Doctor Light show. And that's one thing you'll want to catch catch up on because I think he's got uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott on today. So. Yeah, so if you're, uh, just so you know, Josh with the Dr. Light Show, it goes live at 9 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 12 a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern uh, on the WSY, WYSL 1040 radio, WYSL1040.com, yep. New York, Rochester. So you can tune in live at, at WYSL1040.com even right now and catch the last half. But if you, uh, you also can follow the podcast on, uh, Podbean or, uh, Spotify, uh, which is the red pill project. All of our shows are on there and every day, midday, um, the dark light show is uploaded there to listen to right after he, uh, finishes the live show. We upload it. So you could listen to it there as well. Um, and tonight, Dr. Bruce Olav Solheim on Fringe, and of course Fringe After Dark um, with everybody. All the whole Red Pill family will be there for Fringe After Dark, the show after the show, or uh, whatever we call it. After show. The after show. Thank you. <laughs> Private after show. Uh, socialredpill.com If you're interested in that, uh, subscription members could get in there. Uh, so definitely go to socialredpill.com. Check it out. Help support decentralized news and media because we do not have the support of big pharma big tech or all these corrupt crooked agencies we are funded by you and by a couple of our sponsors 
And that's it and that's that. Because for Josh, free speech is number one. Freedom to do what he wants is important. He doesn't want another interest telling him what to do, which is why he does it this way. Um, So thank you all for your continuous support with everything that we do. Uh, Thank you, Fluff and uh, Air Force Vet and Big Moo for your donations today. Top donators over there on DLive. We greatly appreciate that. And, of course, everybody else, thank you for tuning in. Andrea, thank you for joining me once again. We got it. It's Friday already. We made it. I thought it would never get you, but here we are. Uh, Do you have anything for the people on their Friday here to leave with? I would just say enjoy your weekend. It's a long weekend for a lot of people. And... um, you know, just enjoy it, have fun, be safe, and uh, we'll see y'all back here on Monday. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Andrea. We'll see you all soon. Take care. Bye, Bye. guys.